Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We thank you, O Lord, for this opportunity to be able to call upon your name, for the grace to be able to gather, to learn more about you, to study your word. And Father, Lord, we commit ourselves before you, we commit this gathering before you. We ask, O oh Lord, that your word, O oh Lord, be known in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We ask, O oh Lord, for the revelation of word of God. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will break down the truth of your gospel to us. The Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that we shall be able to leave this word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So that the word of God is active. Lord, we ask and is alive. Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, that your word be active in our hearts and be alive in us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that at the end of this, O oh Lord, we will hold on firmly, O oh Lord, to your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That, Lord, we pray that there shall be convert, converting of souls, O oh Lord, there shall be convictions of hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Have your way, Heavenly Father, Lord. Jesus, the word of God, the living word of God, Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that you be in our midst today, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May your name be glorified, Father. Amen. In Jesus' amen. most precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, thank you for the prayer. Um, we thank God uh, for bringing us to a new series. Um, so we thought to move to the New Testament as we have spent quite um, a long time in the Old Testament. And the first book that came to mind is the book of Galatians. Um, so we're hoping to go through this over the next few weeks. Uh, we're targeting to do chap- chapter one today but if we don't uh, finish it we can always pick up where we left off um, and carry on next week um, can everybody see my slides can everybody see the screen yeah okay so i'm just going to give an in, an introduction uh, for those of us who have our bible uh, if you want to open it or have it by your side so an overview of the book of Galatians. So it was written around 48 AD by the Apostle Paul. So Jesus died 33 AD. So this this book was written 15 years after the death of Jesus. Uh, So the church had been going on for quite a few years. um, And obviously he had started to um, spread into Asia. And as we can see, it had gone as far as Turkey, and we all know that it would go as far as Rome uh, and the rest of Europe. So Paul wrote this letter to the churches in Galatia, and we can see that the area that it covers is in modern-day Turkey. In fact, all of the seven churches of Asia from Revelation uh, 2 to 3 are all based in Turkey. And it's uh, in a way sad to see that the territory there has now been taken over by the Muslims, but really um, Turkey was, I guess, the, um, it was where the the church once upon a time was active. So Paul had traveled there. uh, He had started churches there and he had taught them um, and through this letter, he's a little bit shocked that what he taught them um, had been so quickly polluted by false teachers. 
and that these Christians that he had raised, that he had taught, that he had groomed, uh, decided to follow the false um, teachings of not um, people not of faith, but the false teachings of people who were Jews. And one of the things that these false teachers did is to, one, to say that it wasn't enough to believe in Jesus to be a Christian, that you also still needed to keep uh, the Jewish uh, traditions. Uh, and they also tried to, dis to discredit Paul, to basically say that, he, that he's not a true apostle uh, and he doesn't have the authority to teach. So this letter deal, deals with those things um, face on and square on. And the reason why Paul gets in, in, into this message quite quickly is because he knows that the gospel is the fundamental uh, basis of our faith. And if the gospel we believe is not the right one, then there is a risk uh, that we will not make heaven. Um, so did, that, that's the summary of what that book um, is dealing with. Though there are things in there that, you know, is more than just these two things that I've talked about, but really the whole point of this book is justification by faith in Jesus alone. Nothing more and nothing less. Um, so here's the background in a little bit more detail and, you know, where you can find um, some of the things I had been saying. Um, so the churches had been started uh, by Paul who had visited them when he was sick and many, many came to Christ at that time. Then when Paul left, other teachers brought false um, teachings. And one of the reasons they did the teachings is that they wanted uh, favor with the, um, with the Jewish establishment. Um, and they wanted to be seen as, yes, we believe in Christ, but we're also creating a compromise where you can be a Christian, but you can also um, still be a Jew. And that is a fundamental question that I feel is really still relevant um, in our time now. And the writing of Paul here is just saying, uh, dear Galatians, go back to what I've taught you. Go back to the truth. Any other um, gospel that is taught that takes away from what Jesus has done or tries to add another thing to it is false um, and should not be considered. Um, he had gotten to the point where the Galatians had basically started observing the Jewish feast, feast days. Um, and they were also starting to talk about circumcision. You know, so they really wanted to go back to what they had been saved from. Um, and Paul was very keen uh, that that was not the right way um, to go. So as we move into uh, the text. So the, the chapter one, verses one to five, is the greeting. So he in, introduces himself, who he is, and why he is writing. And then he goes into the message, verses six to ten, one gospel, verses eleven to seventeen, eleven to twenty-four. Really, he talks about his call. He talks about his journey. He tells them more of why they should listen to him. So I'm an apostle 
my faith uh, was given to me directly by Jesus. Let's remember that this Paul is the Saul that met Jesus on the way to Damascus. So he never met Jesus in person. He was just this guy who persecuted all of the Christians until he met Jesus and he was blinded for a few days. And we can read this in the book of Acts. Um, and God sent someone to uh, be able to heal him, to open his eyes. And his ministry um, started from there. So, you know, he, he, when, you know, we look into the book, he tells them, you know, this is my history. This is who I was then. And this is who I am now by the gospel. And you cannot leave the gospel that I have taught you, the gospel for which I have suffered, uh, to follow the teaching of someone who really doesn't know what they're saying. Okay, so let's go into, into the Bible. And what I will do, um, I'll, see, I'll say what I'm seeing and, and what I feel the passage says, and then we'll take the contributions um, from people. So chapter 1, 1 to 5, greeting, and this is the New King, New King James Version. Paul, an apostle, not from men, not through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So when I read this, I see Paul, who is saying, I'm an apostle, given. And then he says, and it's in bracket, because it's not you know, the main point that he's driving at, but he's saying, it's not from men, not through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. So he's very quickly dealing with anyone who is trying to say that he's not an apostle. Uh, whoever is saying that, you know, he's calling, you know, we don't know where he came from. We don't know where he got it from. So he's basically saying that, guess what? I wasn't called by man. I was called by Jesus Christ uh, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Paul, I guess, was one of the, well, he was the only apostle that was called by uh, the reason Jesus. The rest of them were called by Jesus when he was still in his manly form, uh, but he was called by Jesus when Jesus was risen in his glory. So that's not to say that his calling is higher than the others, but what I think he's driving at here that his calling is not um, lower than theirs. And then in verse, in verse 2, it says, and all the brethren who are with me, so he's not writing this letter on his own. And he's writing to the churches of Galatia. The, the first question I ask myself, you know, when I read this is, you know, who called me? Who gave me, not a title, but who gave me the office or who gave me the gift? Who gave me um, the post that I hold? Has it come from man? Has it come from... Um, or has it come from God? Am I sure of my calling? Where did I get it from? Um, and I would guess that how we think about that in our minds, then 
basically how we work for God depends on who we think we're working for. So really Paul is saying here that it's Jesus that called me to this. I'm working for Jesus. I'm not working for man. So what this means is I cannot look at what man is doing because it's not man that called me. Paul did not look at men at that time and he couldn't because if he did, he would not do what he was doing. He basically had such a conviction in his heart about the calling that he had from Christ, that he had uh, from Jesus, that he had from God, that he was ready not just to put it in writing, but he was ready to shout it from the rooftops and he was ready to go through the persecution that comes with his calling because he knew that he was doing it for Jesus. And, you know, bringing it back to this day, who are we working for? Are we working for, uh, to, are we working to please our pastors? Are we working to please our parents? Are we working even to, priest, uh, to please our ego, our own sense of self? You know, do, do we do things because God has asked us to do them? Or do we do the things we want to do and then ask God to bless them? It's different. Um, and the difference would be in the outcome the difference would be in the amount of effort that you would have to put into something that God has not called, called you to, but you have said, you know, God, this is what I want to do. And we, we might mean well, but it's vital that we, we ask God what he wants us to, to do, and then we start to do it. Because there's a grace that comes with it, there's a peace that comes with it, and there's an ease that comes. And many people in ministry these days um, struggle because they're doing something that they're not called to. Then verses three and four, it says, grace to you and peace from God. And, you know, with the calling and with the, and with leaving that call, there is a grace that comes with it and there's a peace that comes. It doesn't mean that everything you want happens the way you want it. It doesn't mean that your life is perfect. But what it means is that there is a grace that follows you. There is a peace that you have in your heart, knowing that you're doing what you have been called to do. And even when things don't work out, you, you still have that um, you still have that faith and you have that um, confidence that God called me to do this. Um, and he's the one who sent me and he's the one who's going to um, make it work. And then... The fourth verse says, um, who gave himself for our sin. So in this verse, you know, he tells us the main reason that Jesus came is he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of God, of our God and Father. The whole point of Jesus coming to earth is to save us from our sins. Everything else that we might think Jesus is for, from a physical point of view, Maybe we want him for our health. Maybe we want him for, you know, emotional uh, health. Maybe we want him for finances. We want him for good life. Um, but really the main issue that Jesus came to deal with is sin. Okay. So that's at the center of what he came for. And he came according to the will of God, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I for, forgot to mention in verse two, 
that Paul is writing with all the brethren. So he, he's not writing on his own. He's writing with everybody else who is in the church and who is hearing about what's happening. And they're saying, you know, this is not right. And we have to, to make sure that our brothers and sisters do not lose um, their way. Okay, so do we have a contribution or questions from anyone? Anyone, please do not be shy. If I have muted you, please uh, let me know, maybe put uh, something in the chat so I can unmute you. Why does, um, in the first verse four, why does he say that he, that he might deliver us from this present evil age? Why is it not that he will? Mm that he might. Um, does anyone want to answer that question? I need to think about it. Pastor mm -hmm. Bayer? Yeah, um, um, okay. Stella, okay. the first one. Okay. Um, there's there's just a couple of things I just want to just share. Is that when you see at times, you know, the Bible says that, um, for example, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, one of the things I I believe is that, of course, as we dive more into the letter, you would, you know, that was what I was expecting. Maybe we'll have gone a little bit more is that you begin to see why Paul was, you know, he said that he might. Um, uh, basically, I believe it could be in, in two terms. One of the things he's, he's, he's also saying is that, okay, let me put it this way, that, you know, you work out your salvation. You know, the Bible says, um, the Bible also will use terms like those that they may be saved. Now, when, when the Bible uses the word, I, I've, and it, I think it's a good thing to spot. I've also spotted it a couple of times in, in scripture, but when you read the context of it, what he's also saying is that, you know, because again, when you begin to read on, you see that Paul is talking about how do you want to hold on to what you have, what you have been taught in terms of, you know, this is what God will do. But, but, but in achieving that also, if you do not abandon your faith, because you would see later on that, you know, the, the, the passion of Paul was the way they were, the way they were mixing up, using other things to stay, you know, by which they can be saved rather than the pure gospel, the way, the way it's, um, it's written. Um, one other, other, other interpretation to my understanding would be that, you know, um, the, some would, some would, some people would, um, would, I, I would, okay, let me just put, put it at that for now, to say that at times, and I'm just trying to look at other scriptures, that where you have that variation, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to spot when you're reading the Bible, when the Bible says, 
where the Bible gives uh, um, an authoritative word to say, you shall be saved, then another word it would say that, okay, like, um, it would say as many that are called, um, as, sorry, I'm just, I, a couple of scriptures are coming through my mind, but I can, I, can, I can find them out for you later on. But you would see that at times, the Bible would use may, and when you look at the word may, at times it puts the honors on that person in terms of in, in terms of following through your faith. And you would see that in the context of what Paul is talking about in here, um, in the context of the of that particular story, the, what you would see is hunger later on, how Paul will write with great hunger of the way, you know, the gospel is being is being tweaked. And and things like that. So that was what I believe that Paul was saying that that he might um, verse four that um, who gave us sorry who who gave himself for our sin to set us free from from this present world. Now again, when you read, I think the again you would probably see other interpretations that would probably go for a very definite article. Like, um, um, for example, the version I'm reading, which is, um, sorry, I don't know which version this is. This is um, a new revised version um, uh, standard. Verse 4 says that he who gave himself for our sins to set us free from the present evil age according to... Um, according to the will of our of our father so basically you know at times the way the interpretations are also done makes things sound a little bit different but i would say that you know the king james version was also laying putting a context in the mind the position of paul as he was writing these letters if this makes any kind of sense i don't know if i was able to answer it or not yes thank you okay thank you any other con contributions or questions on this section? Please come off mute because I've muted everybody. So if you have any questions. No. No. Okay, I mean, yeah, from the from the, the wording here, you know, might means that he could or couldn't, depending on uh, whether we put our faith in him. So it's very, very key, you know, that we don't get lost um, in the um, in the busyness of ministry. Because sometimes with ministry, we lose what the real focus is, and even in life. And we have to make sure that in the back of our minds, but also at the front of our minds, is the fact that we live in an evil age and jesus came that we might be saved from it yes we will die and go to heaven that i don't think is in doubt but jesus has also come so that we do not take part in the evil that is part of this age so the fact that jesus died and rose means that when everybody else at work is fiddling their hours we don't when everybody else is playing their invoices, we don't. When everyone else is doing wrong things that seem like it's 
acceptable and it's what is going on because Jesus died we have been given the grace uh, to not take part in this sin and as verse 3 says we have been given the peace to know that even when we don't take part in these sins and we're left on our own uh, we still have peace we, we don't feel like we're mi missing out on worldly fun because Jesus died that we could not just go to heaven but that we could live a life of righteousness and peace while here on this earth. Okay, so we move on to the next section. We de definitely don't have any more comments or questions on this section. Move on. Okay, so we start to get into the crux of the matter in chapters one, verses six to 10, he's saying, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. So just to bear in mind, this kind of letter would have been read to the whole church during a service. So both the members of the church and you know the elders that were teaching them the wrong thing would have heard this as, as it was being read. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. So what I get from this is, um, after Paul left and they got true teaching, some people turned up with false teaching. And I think it's a pattern that we need to be aware of, that when someone tells you the right thing, when someone guides you in the way of God, when someone guides me in the way of God, it is very possible that very quickly somebody else will guide you to something that is not of God. Okay, so I think that always gives us a choice to make on who, who and what we're going to follow. And then in verse 8, he said, but even if, if we are an angel from heaven, you will note that here he says an angel from heaven, not an angel from God. So not every angel that comes from heaven is an angel of God. And, you know, the um, study of angels is a whole, you know, series on so and maybe God will give us the grace to go there uh, for the next uh, series. But not every angel that you hear is the angel of God. And what happens is as a Christian, or if you are able to hear the angels of God, you, also you are also more able to hear the angels of the enemy. You are also more tuned to your own flesh. So the higher up we go and we develop and we say I hear from God one needs to learn to filter because things will come through that you think is God sounds like God but it isn't and what this passage says any other angel or person that te teaches you what is not the gospel is worthy of a curse now it's rare in the New Testament to find that people are cursed but here you know, it clearly says 
anyone who preaches a gospel that is different. So it must be that the gospel, as I was saying, is at the foundation of everything. And if we get the gospel wrong, then everything else is wrong. I was having a conversation with someone a few weeks ago and you know they said well being a christian is about how you live your life uh, and they said it in yoruba iwalesi and i actually had to say that actually no because being good is not going to get you into heaven uh going to church is not going to get you into heaven what gets me and you in in into heaven is that jesus christ came he died he rose and we uh make this jesus we make him our savior but we also make him our lord that's how we get into heaven there are so many teachings out there some from churches um some from random people who say you know there's different ways to god according to the christian the only way to the true god is jesus christ nothing else there's no other way it's only him. And that's what uh, makes uh, being a Christian such an offensive thing to some people because you're basically saying that everybody else is wrong and you're the only one who is right. So that's why he's saying if anyone is teaching you that there's mix and match, you know, let that person be cursed, whether it's an angel, whether it's a human being. And then in verse 10 here, he's saying, you know, I'm not here to please man. So Whoever is hearing this, you can take it back, you know, to the elders in the temple, uh, whatever they feel. I am here to please God and not to please man. And as a minister, as a Christian, as a parent, at times, we're going to have to be very, very clear that, you know, this is the gospel. This is the way. This is the right thing to do. And it's not to do with me wanting to like you. It's not to do with wanting to be a popular person. It's about wanting to speak the truth. And the truth does not make one uh, popular at the best of times. And there are so many men and women of God who were called and who had a true calling. And somehow, somewhere, they chose that what they were going to do was to please men. And you can't please man and God because the way they think is different. The priorities they have are different so Paul here you know he's starting to to deal with them as and the more we go further into the book he starts to say you know no whatever they're teaching you is wrong and you have to go back to what um, I taught you uh, when I was with you so do we have any any questions or comments here um yes I okay. have um, a few comments so um, just a few things I was going to mention. It talks about, um, it's interesting that what Paul is saying here, the letter that is written to the church, is basically what is still going on now in our churches. And it's things that, there are things that we can relate to as Christians. So um, he talked about how um, the gospel has been turned upside down. People have missed the point of the gospel. And I think um, in churches now, I think it's on the church, on the body of Christ to understand the gospel and to let the world know of the gospel the reason why there's so many confusion about the gospel is because the church is confused about the gospel um and i just want to just a few things that i wrote down when i was studying the book um 
and just to kind of talk about what the gospel is and just the the starting point of what the gospel is and and that's why when everything that paul said from the beginning literally when he was talking about um the god and father who raised him from the dead and he was trying to point them to the gospel he was trying to point them to the foundation of the gospel and i believe the starting point is giving like christ dying for the salvation of our soul and um just a few things the the reason why there's always a confusion in the gospel is because there's some things that are already missing from the preliminary points now the first thing is that um who is jesus to you that's a question that if you ask a lot of christians you know some people might not have an answer to and the the difference between christianity and a lot of other um faith i would say or religion is that the person of christ is being missing like the the person of christ who christ is the point of who christ is a lot of people don't get it and that's why when Pete, when um, christ was talking to peter and said to him who do you say that i am and you know peter had to say you know what you are the son of god and that's when jesus said you know flesh and blood has not revealed this to you it's the spirit of god that has revealed to you so i think the first thing is when the church is telling people of the gospel when we're preaching the gospel to people we need to first start start with explaining the person of christ who christ is and then the events i think the, the the importance of the event that leading up to resurrection and that's why the bible i think it was was in galatians i can't remember the book or corinthians it talked about um if there was no resurrection then our faith is futile so that means that everything leading up to so the crucifixion the death and the resurrection of christ everything leading up to that point is as important so if as christians you have not lived you have not died to yourself the old your old self and then resurrected to your new self and that's why the book of galatians talks about i've been crucified with christ yet now i no longer live but christ who lives in me i live by faith in the son of god who gave himself for me so there has to be to for the gospel for you to really leave the gospel you have to leave this event and the sad thing is you know people just feel like oh i'm a christian because i come to church and there's a lot of pastors now that because someone comes to church and because they're so dedicated in giving to the church and attending services they forget about their soul and they forget about what the gospel really is so i think when we're talking about the gospel and when we're leading people to christ it's important that we mark and we take this points and say you know what have they lived the event um leading up to the resurrection of christ another thing is um, which is why paul was talking about um grace to you um and peace from our god you know we need also need to understand that it's not by our works and that's what one uh what antenna just said about um someone saying that iwani um like iwalesing yeah exactly um you know there's so many religion also that believe that and even the sad thing is there's so many christians that believe that it is based on their works that makes them justified so because i am i attend all the services you know i give charity i'm charitable you know i love people i do all the things i do all the right things that i'm meant to do then that means that by my words i'm justified and you also i think it's also important that you make people understand that it is not by your works 
no matter how many things you do, it does not justify. You're justified by faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And you also you're justified by faith, not just in Jesus, but in faith in all that he had done. So in his death, in how he gave himself to you so that you can be saved. So, so many um, people believe that, okay, if I do this, then that makes me saved. Or because if you, if you have a, a particular gift and you use the gift the right way, then that makes, that makes you that doesn't make you saved. So every person needs to know that. And that's why the, the, the point of grace comes into place. The, the grace that we receive is the ability of Christ in us. So we're not able to do these things on our own. The moment that you accept the gospel and say, you know what, I cannot do this on my own. I do not have a strength. I do not have the ability of my own to be able to stand and to be able to be saved. Then you are you're literally leaving the gospel because then you've come to a point where you have realized that I have a lot over me. There has to be a, a moment of confession as well. It said that um, with our mouth we confess unto salvation and with our heart we believe unto righteousness. So there has to be there has to be that that um, that event also that you come to a point of okay yes I'm confessing Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, but not just with your mouth, but also you're believing in your heart and as you as we take all those points, then that's when, there's only one way, and that's why um, the Bible, every Bible that you read is probably going to talk about, no other, mine says, mine, mine says no other gospel, um, which means that there's only one way, there's only, there's only that basic principle, there's only that basic, uh, the, the, the standard process to, to, to the gospel of Christ, to the salvation of soul, and I just think it's important, that's why Paul was um, stress, stress, stressing about it as well, that there's so many mismatched information in the church now that people just just go off on like different different beliefs and they just tell you oh, you have to do this this is how you're saved and you know that was that was Paul's frustration and he had to say no there is no other gospel there is no other tradition there is no other faith there is only one faith and there's only one way that leads to Christ um and so yes it's important even as the church that we understand um the gospel of Christ so yeah that's what I just wanted to um Amen. Amen. Unmute yourself, Anna. Amen. Sorry. Um, uh, Amen. Auntie Dario, did you have a question? No, I just want to add something to what um, okay. I just um, To on my own little knowledge about this um, verse that we're reading now, mm. is that many of us, um, I would, I'm going to generalize this. And I'm sorry if I'm going out of context a little bit. And um, please just bear with me. Um, yes, what I understand about this little, it's not little, it's big, but mm. let me just say, say the way I want to say it. How about this is that, you know, he said something here in chapter six. He said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Um, yeah. I'm going to use this to talk about you know things that are happening now especially in the house of god itself mm. you know like um, my sister said people are not you know living by faith alone anymore they're not living by the gospel anymore what people are coming to to, to what they are really really living especially with christians now is like you know just trying to do our own things yeah take the bible you know I won't say twist, you know, explain it in the way that we really, really suit ourselves. Yeah. To justify, you know, the things that we do we in church. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying now in churches. And all those things, you know, could be so many different things. That doesn't, you know, 
go along with the gospel of Christ itself or with the word of God itself. Many people are really, really turning away. What is happening now around us, you know, is that people are not putting in faith anymore. They're going about trying to be men pleasers, you know, trying to see, you know, do things in the way that, you know, of, you know, the world, in, in, in the way that people themselves, they will look at them that said, oh, you have arrived. Mm. You know, oh, this is the one, this is the thing that is raining. People are moving away so quick. Because, you know, they want to see, they want to let people heal them. They want to let people see, oh, she's good. Oh, he's good. Oh, this one is good. Recently now, you know, something is happening around that, you know, I just got myself into, I was looking at, I was listening to, about a man of God himself. This man of God, you know, on social media, everybody's ailing him, you know, doing sorts, doing different sorts, and people are going to this church just because of him. That's what I think, because I know that, you know, sometimes... When God, when you have a spirit of discernment, God will definitely give it to you. And when you look deeply into, into people that call themselves, you know, children of God, women of God, man of God, when you have the spirit of God in you, really, you see beyond, you know, what other people are saying. And then you will know that, okay, this is, is, this, is this the right thing that this person is doing? Or is this the right gospel that I'm trying to, you know, um, to follow? People love to please men. They love to please men. They love to do things to, you know, to justify mm. what is not even written at all. Yeah. You know, they said, even, I don't, I can't remember, maybe the book of Deuteronomy or book of one of the books that said, men will come out with sweet, sweet tongues, isn't it? Yeah. With sweet yeah. tongues to, to yeah. say something to suit themselves. They're not preaching the gospel anymore. People are just preaching what people want to hear. Yeah. That's what I believe. And I used to say to people that, that you know, I don't want to know, I'm, I'm sorry, this is not being rude or being, you know, trying to, I don't want to know who you are. As long as, you know, you're not telling me what God himself is saying in the word of God. Mm. There's nothing I don't want to, I don't want to hear. You don't have anything to say to me, yeah. you know. So why people are really moving is that they want to please men. They are men pleasers. They don't, they mm. don't believe in, they, there's no faith anymore. There's no faith. They don't believe that, okay, God himself can do this. They want to run along, you know, and start following people because of this is what they do. Oh, this man, call, if I call this man, or maybe they go and do, there's something I came from, you know, I was an MFM for a very long time. There's something we call do it yourself. Mm. And then that do it yourself is that you pray yourself out of your own trouble. Mm. You pray yourself out of your own, you know, you know, yeah. whatever that is fighting you. Mm. issues so um many churches don't do that anymore you know they want they just want quick quick action mm. they don't want to you don't want to believe that there's god there and you know at any time god you know can do anything mm. or will do anything or could do anything at all for them they just want to you know change that that thing that god has already put down there that okay yes yeah. put some faith in he said a faith like a mustard seed can move mountains but people doesn't believe in that anymore People just want to go to the, you know, they the call them good shakers. They call them, you know, the quick ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what they want to be. That's what they want to go. And that's what this gospel is. This, um, I believe this verse is telling us here. That, you know, you believe in people that will come. Look at those ones that are going about on the social media. Say, go and hit grass before yeah. they, and people are following them. Following. You know, people will say, okay, do this for me. Give me this amount. I don't like hearing that. And people send a message. Oh, if you don't send this to 10 people, this thing will not happen to you. Me, seriously, to God inside of me, I will start cussing before I even finish it. That send back to sender. 
Mm. And I will not send it. You know, that's what people want to hear now. They don't want to hear the gospel anymore. They don't want to hold on to that faith that no matter what we are going through, God will definitely be involved. That is, if, you know, if we allow him to be involved. So that's what I understand that, you know, people are doing two faces. They want to please man. They don't want to please the God that even, you know, created them anymore. They don't want to know maybe there's God or there's anything. They are men pleasers. And that's what I understand this mm. Bible is telling us. Amen. Yes, ma. Thank you. Um, you're right that um, the way that the church was back then and the power that was manifested at that time is something that we that we could have now in this day and age. But as you have rightly said, we have veered away from the gospel. You know, and if I took a sample, you know, if I was God, and I am not, um, but if God were to look at all the churches in the whole world on Sunday morning, this Sunday, how many have a sermon or anything that has to do with the gospel, there will be very few. And sometimes even when the gospel is there, we try to cherry pick what will not offend people or what will make it look like, you know, it's easy to be a Christian. It's not easy to be a, a Christian. There's a cost. And what we seem to have done is to have taken the cost and told people the benefit, and then they come um, and then the cost will show up. And that's where people start saying, you know, I can't do this. This is taking too long or God is not answering my prayer, or my pastor is not uh, doing the prayer points that I need, I have problem in my life. Whereas Jesus did not come for that. The basic thing that Jesus came, came for, you know, we are told here. Um, and I believe it's something that as a body of Christ and as a church, we have to make the choice um, to go back to in full. So thank you for the contribution there. We have a question from Facebook. And says, so I have faith in Jesus Christ in all I do. Does that qualify me for heaven? And I would say yes. Um, and then there was a second question where the same person asked um, that if I have faith in Jesus, is that all I need? Um, is there anything else that I need to do? Is it just faith? Um, now, the way that I see it, you know, the faith is needed but you also need the works. But if that, that, there's anybody else um, that wants to, to answer that question, maybe, Pastor? Um, God help us all in Jesus' name. Um, just one thing I just want to, I would just say one thing as we, uh, as we look at this um, together. You know, uh, there is a popular saying where you hear where it is said, that um, where, where it is said that um, sheep in, um, there's a, sorry, a wolf in sheep clothing. But you would never hear a sheep in wolf clothing. You can only have a sheep, sorry, a wolf in sheep clothing. You cannot have a wolf sorry, a sheep in, in wolf's clothing. Now, what am I trying to point out is this. We, I get the aspect of when you are, you, you know, it is not by doing acts of works, 
yes, that gets you saved. But when you are saved, you would, you would engage in certain things because it is natural to you. I don't know if that makes sense. So why, why, why you, so, so what, what, like, let's say your service before God would be natural. You can be serving God with the wrong step. And this is one of the things that Paul was really hammering on is that people were thinking of doing something to be saved rather than doing something because they are saved. It may look like, see, when, you, when, you, when we see what Paul was talking about here, it, it will appear as if it is, um, I want to see, when you see the hunger of Paul, as we begin to read where, where this thing becomes a major issue in his days, most of what Paul was angry about is what we would say, yeah, it doesn't really matter now. But Paul was saying, no, see, there are very, these things determine your fate. Now, if you have, let me just give an a background, a little bit more background to what we are talking about. Paul, these people are Christians. These people teaching wrong doctrine are Christians. They believed in Jesus. But they are also Jews. Now, since Jesus died, they've been causing problems from the book of Acts. When the Bible talks about the fact of um, when Stephen was elected to be part of those that be serving food, if you read that scripture well, you discover that it was the Jews that was claiming the rights and separating away people that are non-Jews saying to them, you know, Jesus is our home. We are the children of Abraham. So you have to serve Jesus in the way that we think it is right. You will see this same set of Jews. And Paul will talk about it in, in, in Galatians chapter 2, when we get there, where, Paul had, where Peter was intimidated by them. Because Peter was eating with Galatians with uh, with the gentiles and when the when the jews when the same set of jews came in peter withdrew his hand and, stand, and stood at the back this is the leader of the church then paul stood against Peter and said how long are we going to allow these people to be selling a gospel that we know it is wrong but because they are they are you know, they, they, they are in the majority because at the beginning of the inception of the church, most of the disciples were Jews. So what I just want to highlight here is this. It is important how the gospel is preached in the simple states of what the gospel is. That's why Paul said that, you know, even if an angel appears and he preaches another gospel different from this. And that means that you would see people that, you know, 
um, um, as somebody would say, you know, you don't have to, um, uh, Allah put it now, maybe, uh, maybe for the salvation of your soul, you have, to, you have to do certain things to be sure that you are saved. We, we have extremes of those, and these things is not only new. It's not only new now. In the early days of the church, in the Roman, in the Roman Catholic Church, before you had um, uh, Martin Luther, um, um, Lu, um, uh, yes, Martin Luther, before you had the revolution that Martin Luther brought, um, uh, revolution that Martin Luther brought about, what was happening? People were, they were, the, the, the church was asked, this, this set of priests were asking people that when somebody dies, in order for them to enter heaven, this was in the 18th century, this is what I'm talking about, in order for them to enter heaven, you had to pay penny, um, um, that's the name they call it, yeah, penury. You have to pay, pay. Uh, you, have, they, you have to pay their way through to heaven. So the church used it to generate money. In order to, to for them to, you know, so that if I give them maybe five thousand pounds, in those days, my grandfather or my great grandfather would be able to find a big room in heaven. Until when Martin Luther stood up and said, this thing is wrong. This is against scripture. This is against the foundation of our faith. But the challenge I feel is that, is that, is that, is that how many Christians really understand the basis of the, of, of the gospel? You will not see Paul call people a cost, call people when he's talking about other things. But this simple gospel cannot be missed, cannot be mixed up in any way. So back to the question that was asked. I just wanted to say that back to the question that was asked. Is it only faith in Christ that, that is enough for me? I would say Yes, I agree what says. I would say yes. Why? Because once you have faith in Christ, it will build you up to do things. Your relationship with Jesus would, would, would draw you to begin to, to begin to, you know, to love your neighbors. Will begin to, your, you, 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 you will not only have, it will not be activity to do things in the house of God. But the passion to see, why would you want to go to evangelize? Because you see how much God Jesus has saved you. That love will push you to preach the gospel. So, so what I'm trying to say is that, okay, some people are preaching the gospel so that, you know, if I don't preach the gospel, I will not enter heaven. And those who are falling into this love and this gospel that Paul is talking about, they would say, ah, if I don't preach to this, if I don't pray for this person to meet God, my heart will not be at rest. You can see there are two different things. It may, it may appear to be the same thing. That was why Paul was so adamant on what he was talking about. That this thing may look the same, but it is not. So what I say is that 
The Bible says that faith will work because there is love. What is the love that the Bible is talking about? The love for Christ. So the, when your faith is alive, it breeds the love for Christ. The love for Christ, you would have the love for his house. You have the love for whatever Jesus loves because you love him. And you cannot love something and not be there to see it improve. So, so, so that, is, that is the way I would answer it. To say, yes, faith is enough. But when, but when it is genuine faith in Christ, it would lead to love. And love, what is love? Love for what God loves. That's why Jesus said, if you say that you hate your brother and you love God, he said the love of God is not in you. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because the, you cannot love God and love and hate what he loves. So if, you, if Jesus loves a soul, see, wants to see a soul saved, your desire will be to see that soul saved. If Jesus wants his desire for the gospel to move forward, you will do everything to ensure that the gospel will move forward. I don't know if that makes, if that makes sense. So, you know, we, we would be, we'll be looking because I think, you know, Paul really talks about the difference between works difference between you know how the doctrine can be slightly polluted i just said i just important that you know i we we are like that those that paul is talking about are not unbelievers these are actually christians but because they are so ingrained and because of selfish interest they want to say you know awala wambe we are the ones that you know jesus came through us he was a jew so you obey us. We tell you what to do. So they were, they were creating a second class and a first class and a second class Christian within the church. And this is, this, uh, this, uh, these are issues that we still have in our own modern day where, you know, some Christians are, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, people say that some people are big, being only that's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you know when you think that because of because of who you are, you are you are far more superior. Your salvation is is more authentic than somebody else's salvation. It is not, um, and I think that's one of the things that Paul was trying to um, trying to talk about. So God help us all in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, do we have any other questions? Uh, um, um, good evening, everybody. Now, um, regarding what uh, um, our pastor have just said now, if we look at it um, according to the word which says faith without works, somebody, is it possible if somebody, yes, will have the faith, but then in his work, it's not ready to surrender because you mentioned something the other time, Susanna, that yes, you, you have faith and then you receive uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord. Yes? Yes, ma'am. Um, Jesus Christ as your Savior and Jesus Christ as your Lord. Lord yes. What if 
that person believe yes jesus christ is my savior mm. have faith in that but does not receive or does not have uh jesus christ as his lord, lord. yeah abby am i making sense yes ma yes ma uh -huh. yes, because he says in john one he said uh, in john one i think it's verse 12 he says those who receive him he gave the power those who receive him and believe him he gave the power to become children of god what if yes he believes him but did not receive him because if you receive him then you will make then that that means he is your lord and you will obey you will surrender to him but if he believes but did not receive him or he received him but did not believe him because the two the, the two work hand in hand just like faith and work some will have faith oh yes i have faith oh my god is this oh jesus Christ is that but uh he still has some other things to work towards which he has not i don't know if i'm making sense yes ma, yes ma, yes ma. Uh -huh. because in john 14 2 he says those who love me are those that obey my commandments yes he may have faith but if in one way probably for example now i was uh, with my with the little counseling i'm doing online there are lots of men even ladies that are in pornography um and they're saying oh yes they love jesus christ they believe in him yeah but they are practicing all that and they always look for excuses some will say oh, yeah because of the lo uh, lockdown and this and that that was i have to be forced to tell somebody said well i don't have anything to do and my girlfriend is not with me are you married he said no i said but um so i'm you know I'm, i don't have anything to do and i said look there are many people who are in the hospital still battling for their life if you know you believe in christ you love him then maybe use this time to be in prayer and remember those people who are in the hospital and remember those nurses and doctors who are who put their life on the line and he just dropped because i told that call area <laughs> which is not ready to fail but it is, like you yeah. say you've been saying the truth needs to be said yes then you have to take it or leave it because i always tell them i'm going to give account of everything i discuss with you i tell you correct correct so um there are some times when faith but then uh, we have to be realistic and they say they have faith realistic in doing what in bribing before you receive what you what you are asking for realistic in in all sorts of things and then you have faith so i think it's for me i think the two is interwoven you have to have faith and have good works with it and nobody can do it on his own that's where the power of the holy spirit comes in now because the holy spirit will enable you to do all those things that you cannot do and to withdraw you from those things that i mean look at paul in romans chapter 7. yes he said this some things which i don't want to do i keep doing and some things i don't want to do you know 
Um, uh, sometimes, sorry, what, what am the I The things I want to do. I want to do, I don't, uh, I keep doing. Yes. And things I don't want to, uh, things I'm supposed to do, I don't I assume I didn't do, do it. Mm. And he says, who will rescue me? He has faith, isn't it? Yes. He has faith, but he still acknowledges some of the weaknesses, which is which we can group as a works that God expects of us. So I think that that's my own. That's the way I see it. Faith and good works goes together, and some sometimes our faith, our um, a weakness. If we acknowledge it and do not shy from it, yes. then we, with faith, we take it to God. And he is the one that will now, with the power of the Holy Spirit, to continue washing all those sins or helping us to do the works yeah. that we need to do in order to you know, satisfy our, 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 our faith. I mean, like Abraham. Yes, sir. Yes, his faith makes him to be righteous because he obeys. He obeys God. You know, so there are some weaknesses we have. If we are ready, like our pastor said, if you are honest to yourself and have the, the true faith and not shy away from your weaknesses, that faith you have will push you into surrendering to God your weaknesses. And from your weaknesses, it will bring, it will show his strength. Yes. So, call on God. Thank you, ma'am. So I just want to just share a scripture with us just before we just round it up. Uh, because we are talking about, you know, Paul was talking about Christians in that Gal Galatians who were new Christians and who were, who were moving away from their faiths. And this, this was what Paul was doing. And I think it's, it's something that is quite important for every, every Christian. And I think Jesus summarized it perfectly. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, Jesus said, Therefore, go, therefore, yeah, it, it, it says, it says, um, sorry, it says, therefore, it says, therefore, Hello. Uh, me, uh, me, uh, me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I, okay. okay. I thought probably I've missed my. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Sorry. Okay. okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I just want to just read a scripture to us. Um, just to kind of, you know, uh, just purchase what we're saying. This is what Jesus said. And you would, we would see it in what Paul was trying to deal with. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. It says, therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Preach to people that believe in Jesus. Now, when we see verse 20, Jesus said, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And that is the part I feel the body of Christ is probably 
not we are not um we are not we are not um we are we are not doing perfectly well is the aspect of of um is the is the is the aspect of teaching teaching them all that we are supposed to do teaching them all that we are supposed to do and that was what verse 20 was saying he said go he said go he said he said when you have made them disciples when people have believed there has to be the aspect of continuous teaching about what it means and what they believed in most of most every one of us, I think the body of Christ is quite is quite um, has a lot to work on. It is not enough for people to say, "I believe in God." But Jesus told us, "Teaching must follow." And He said, "I will be with you." So that means that that person will know you will see that continuous growth, and God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we have come to sorry so we have come to the end of the teaching for today in the interest of time uh we'll carry on um next next week uh wednesday um if we can all come you know if you, maybe if you have time to read before we join um and if you have any questions you can put them on facebook or you can put them in the zoom i pray that god will continue to be with us uh in jesus name uh, Mommy, Papa, can you give us a closing prayer, please, Ma? We bless you, Father, we glorify you for the privilege you have given us to come at your feet and die with you. Father, you are the, you are the rabbi, you are the, our teacher, our counselor. Um, like uh, we see from the Bible, yes, the devil knows the word of God, but one thing he lacks is the Holy Spirit to teach. Father, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love, for your care. Father, accept our thanks. Amen. Now, without your Holy Spirit, there is nothing we can achieve. Mm. You are the tree and we are the branches, except we abide in you and you in us. Without you, we can do nothing. Father, we are asking for that powerful Holy Spirit Amen. that will continue to teach us, that will continue to empower us Amen. to apply this teaching into our daily activities father i pray you will give unto us amen i pray father you will uphold us amen. i pray father you will give us that desire to know you to know your word more amen. to move closer to you because you are the only one who can help us do this father i pray you will continue to be there for us amen as we are going tonight, Father, be our Alpha and Omega. Amen. We are asking for your divine wisdom, the one that gave to Daniel. Even Daniel, the Bible says, as you gave him 10,000 uh, more than he said that colleagues. Yes. Reading through the book of Daniel, you will see, see Daniel will still ask questions. Mm. 
That spirit, Father, I pray you will give unto us, O oh Lord. Amen. Father, continue to be with your children. Amen. Be our Alpha and Omega. Um, all our desires, Father, I pray you grant them and you continue to be there for us. Amen. Father, your church is in your hand, except you build the house, the builders build in vain. Mm. I pray you will allow your church to continue to grow from grace to grace and from glory to glory. Amen. All this we say in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Jesus name. Thanks everybody. Uh, and see you all in next week's Bible study. Okay, thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.